and we're going to ask you to join with us as we sing hymn number 441, Since Jesus Came Into My Heart. Please stand as we sing. Shall we pray? Father, we thank you for the joy that you've given us since you came into our heart and the difference you've made in our lives and in this world. Let us never grow weary in telling the world the good news of Jesus, the joy that he affords and the relationship with you that's possible by his death on the cross. Today, we thank you for our senior adults and for the ministry, the legacy, the testimony they have among us and will continue to have 
for the depth and diversity this church is enjoying because of their presence among us and help all of us to live our lives in such a way that as we grow and mature, our faith in you will just become deeper and stronger always. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Please be seated. Well, we're certainly glad you're here today, and we'd like to welcome all of you, especially we would like to welcome our guests, and thank you for coming. We're going to ask all of y'all if y'all would do us a favor. If you received a bulletin when you came in, there's a little flap. It says, uh, Welcome to First Baptist Church Registration. There's a place for you to record some information. We're going to ask if you would, if you got a bulletin, if you'd remove that little flap. And then in a moment when the offering plate comes by, if you put that in. And if you have a prayer request, on the back of that flap is a place to, to list those. And we have a team that prays during each of our worship services. And those prayer requests will be taken over to that prayer team. And they'll be praying for you this morning. So right now, we're going to ask you to, uh, to stand. Gary's going to come and lead us and sing in a worship uh, chorus. We're going to ask you to stand and greet each other, uh, just to welcome each other here today in the Lord. boys and girls. Thank you for saving me a seat right here. Right here. How are y'all this morning? Good. Are you enjoying your summer vacations? Yeah. Not some. Are you playing more? What, Miss Karen, what is happening not this week, but next week? Vacation Bible School starts a week from tomorrow. Not tomorrow, but next Monday. 
And, and Miss Karen and, and her team and everybody's been working so hard and planning for that. So we hope all of you will, are planning to come and you'll be able to be here for Vacation Bible School. Camden Anders has the Happy Club bag. Let's see what she brought this morning. Let's see. It's kind of heavy, but small. Let's see what this is. Magic Mike Toysmith. Camden, what do I do with this thing? You can sing. Let's see. How does it work? Do you, do you press something? <coughs> Test. One, two, three. Can you hear me? What do you use this for? Sing. You sing. What do you sing? A song. Okay. <laughs> when she handed it to me, she said, there's a button, but it doesn't do anything. But it's, it's a microphone that you can, you can sing. When she handed it to me, she said, she can sing to God. And so that's what we want to do. That's what Joyful Sound is doing. That's what Gary does. And, and every Sunday, it's wonderful to make a joyful noise to the Lord. And that's what we want to do is just let him know how, how, how much fun we're having in his presence and how excited we are to be here. And, and we want to shout it out. And sometimes it just takes a microphone to do that, to let God know that we love him and that, and that we rejoice in his presence and, and we celebrate being here. So Camden, I hope you use this microphone at home and you sing. Do you like to sing? Do you sing in your room? What's your favorite song? I have a good friend, Brother Chess, used to love to sing This Little Light of Mine. Do you all know that song? Will you sing it with me? Let's sing it. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it What's another verse? Don't let Satan, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Don't let Satan it out. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. We can keep singing that song, and Miss Karen may want to sing it when y'all go to children's worship when you get through here. Thank you, Camden, for sharing this mic. I'm still holding the microphone like it's working on it. <laughs> but thank you for bringing that, in the, and you just keep singing in your room, and you praise God. Because it makes him so happy when people sing to him, especially children, because he loves you so much. Let's, let's pray and thank God for the gift of song. Dear God, pray with me. Dear God, thank you for music and help us sing our love for you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Miss Karen, it's a boy's turn, isn't it? Where's Charlie? Charlie, we take the bag home and bring back something special next week, please. Boys and girls, you can go to Miss Karen if you'd like to, to children's worship. Him is number 448, Just a Closer Walk with Thee. I'm going to ask you to please stand as we sing Just a Closer Walk.
Since Jesus came into my heart, I pray that we have a closer walk with thee. And when the row is called up yonder, I'll just fly away. But until that time, Lord, let us all, let us all be faithful. Let us all take advantage of the opportunities that we have to serve you, especially here at First Baptist. I pray pray that each of us during these summer months will remain committed, faithful in attendance, and especially faithful in our tithes. I pray that you will be with those that will distribute them, that they will make sure that the money goes to the right places. And I pray a blessing, Lord, upon those that give, for they will give with a willing heart. And this I pray in your name. Amen.
Thank you. Joyful sound. This is Senior Adult Sunday on our, on our church calendar. And so it's a day to recognize and affirm and express our appreciation for the senior adults in our midst. Before we start, let me conduct a brief survey. How many of you here are 65 years of age or older? Would you raise your hand? How many of you are 70 years of age or older? How many of you are 80 years of age or older? How many of you are 90 years of age or older? I see about half a dozen. That's great. I uh, looked on our our, uh, church database this week, and we had, a couple days ago, we had 22 church members, 90 years of age or older. That number changed yesterday. Virginia Dormany turned 90. So we have 23 uh, church members, 90 years of age or older. Uh, I remember when uh, Jack Bennett and Roy Tucker and Priscilla Hardison were all over 100. I think Tifton's a good place to grow old. It's a good place to uh, mature and to love and serve and remain faithful to the Lord. The scripture is Joshua 14, verses 6 through 12. It's a passage where the children of Israel have conquered the promised land and the different tribes are coming to get their portion of the inheritance and they're moving into the promised land. And this is what Caleb comes to Joshua to say. Joshua 14, verse 6. Then the people of Judah came to Joshua at Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, the Kenizzite, said to him, You know what the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, in Kadesh Barnea, concerning you and me. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word as it was in my heart. But my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. Yet I wholly followed. And the Hebrew there for wholly followed means full sail. So I put up my full sail and I followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day saying, Surely the land on which your foot has trodden shall be an inheritance for you and your children forever because you have wholly followed. You have put up the full sail, the Lord your God. And now behold, the Lord has kept me alive, as he said, these 45 years since the time that the Lord spoke this word to Moses while Israel walked in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day 85 years old. Now, don't write Caleb off by saying he's 85. Yeah, but people just lived older back then. No, he's 85. I am still as strong to this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. My strength now is as my strength was then for war, for going and coming. So now give me this hill country of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you have heard on that day how the Anakim were there. With great fortified cities, it may be that the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out as the Lord has said. So Caleb comes to Joshua and asks for that land of inheritance which the Lord had promised to him. The sermon is entitled Caleb the Optimist. I love Caleb and I hope as all of us grow old that uh, Caleb will be a model for us to emulate. Let's bow together. 
Father, as we come into your presence today, we pause to thank you for our senior adults, for the richness and diversity, for the experience and wisdom, for the resources they offer this tremendous church body, for the sacrifices they've made to bring us here, and for the effort they still put forth to keep us strong. Help all of us every day to grow in our faith in you, in our trust in you, and as we mature in our latter years to continue serving you because you've been faithful to us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. There's an outline in your worship bulletin this morning. Senior adults are a growing segment of our society. I did a little research on the U.S. Census And in 1900, there were 3.1 million senior adults, uh, people in the United States 65 years of age and older. Today, there are 41 million. There used to be one out of 25. Now it's one out of eight uh, in our nation are 65 years of age or older. I started getting invitations from the AARP when I turned 50. The AARP has 41 million members because they go down to to 50 years of age and older. Senior adults are are becoming an important, they've always been an important part of our church. They're becoming an important segment in our nation. And they provide a lot of resources and strength and opportunities for us as a church to enjoy and embrace. Caleb embraced life at every age. You know the story. Twelve spies were sent from The Israelites, Moses sent into the promised land to spy it out, to do some background, some research, and bring back the report as to how the Israelites could best capture the promised land that God had given to them. Well, when they got to this land flowing with milk and honey, it was beautiful indeed, but 10 of the 12 spies could only see the giants that lived there. And they came back a frightening report, a report that said, We cannot go. There is great fear uh, among us to go into that land. And all they could see was the great giants and the little God who promised them. But two of the spies, Joshua and Caleb, go and they look at the land flowing with milk and honey and they look at the giants that resided there and they came back and they saw small giants and a big God. They believed God and they brought back the good report that said, we can take this land. We can go and conquer it because God has promised it to us. But the children of Israel shrunk back in fear and they declined to go. And God judged the Israelites and said, because you have not believed me, because you have trusted in your sight rather than in faith, then you will be wandering in the wilderness for 40 years. One year for every day the spies sent in the promised land and did not bring back a good report. And every male member of the tribe of Israel age of 20 and older shall pass away before you are allowed to go into the promised land. So Joshua and Caleb were the two oldest men that were allowed to enter into the promised land because they brought back a report of faith saying, yes, we can do it because God has promised it to us. There's some things I want you to see about Caleb that as as I grow older, and if you read my Beacon article this week, you know I am a senior adult right now. Uh, as, as we all grow, that 
there are some characteristics in Caleb's life that, that we could do well to follow. The first one I want to point out is that Caleb continued to share. And what I mean by that is he and Joshua came back from the promised land and dwelt there among the Israelites for 40 years and saw everyone else over the age of 20 pass away. Caleb sat back and watched Joshua as he grew in importance among the children of Israel. Moses continued to lead the people. He was grooming Joshua rather than Caleb to replace him one day. And as they got to the promised land, Moses died in Moab. Joshua led the children of Israel over to the promised land and they conquered it. And Caleb was willing to play second fiddle to Joshua. Joshua succeeded Moses rather than Caleb. And Caleb could have sat back and been jealous. He could have said, why does Joshua get all the notoriety? Why does he get to lead the children of Israel? I brought back, I did the same thing Joshua did. I went into the promised land. I brought back a favorable report. Everything Joshua relayed to you, I relayed to you too. Why does Joshua get to be the leader and I have to be among the followers? I think of the the thing that John the Baptist said about Jesus in John 3.30. He must increase and I must decrease. You know, it's a difficult thing as we age to take a step back and see younger people come in and take over sometimes. I know in the business world that oftentimes someone that has given their life to the company and has served it faithfully and has been loyal to it will see someone younger come along and get a promotion that they assumed they would be receiving one day. A seminary professor was retiring, and he and a younger professor who came on the faculty to take his place went out and preached a program, a, a weekend program at a local church. The older professor saw where the younger professor had a much more prominent position in the program. And at, towards the end of the program, when he stood up to speak, he said... He quoted this passage from from John, he must increase, but I must decrease. He just went on to say, I had no idea that he would increase so rapidly or I would decrease so drastically. And oftentimes as we age and we see younger people coming along, that's the the possibility of jealousy and, and, and fairness, unfairness begin to set in and we wonder why things work out the way they do. Let me just add right here that that was one of the reasons I admired chess so much, my predecessor. Uh, As I came in here to to serve, he was my biggest supporter and advocate. And he went out and, and the things that he was doing here in Tifton, he did in communities all across South Georgia. In his retirement, he did not sit back and fold his arms, but he found other pulpits and other churches where he was the interim and he took those churches through difficult transitions and made it possible for a pastor to come in and and take over a stronger church. He enjoyed the kind of retirement that Caleb modeled where you continue doing those things that that you want to do and you're gifted to do and you don't sit back on your laurels or rest or take your ease. Caleb continued to share in the successes of others as he saw Joshua promote and gain leadership and was the chosen successor of Moses. Caleb sat back and rejoiced 
in Joshua's success. The second thing I want you to see is that Caleb continued to grow himself as a, as a follower of God. Forty years, they were punished to wander in the wilderness. Caleb and Joshua were the two who were allowed to live. And 40 years is a long time for faith to live on a promise. And yet every day, I know Caleb got up and he, he, he probably marked the day off. And he thought, we're getting closer, we're getting closer. And he continued to grow. What I want you to see about this is that at the age of 85... Caleb didn't suddenly wake up and say, I'm going to go and ask the land that God has promised us. Caleb did not suddenly change his characteristic or his personality that he had been developing and nurturing throughout his life. At 85, he was the same man he was at 40, only more so. And so he had the belief and the faith to go before Joshua and say, give me the mountain that God has promised me. I am ready to go in and take it. The giants are there, but I believe in God rather than fear the giants. And I believe that God is going to be with me and help me to take the land that has been promised to me. Caleb's older years were an extension of what he was in his younger years. And I want you to think about that for a minute with our personalities and with our characters. You know, I I used to think you know, one day I'm going to wake up and be this wonderful, you know, a dramatic transformation is going to take place and I'm going to do all these things that, I, that I've been procrastinating doing, that I've been putting off. And, and I'm going to wake up and be this remarkable person that God wants me to be. And it, over time I realized that changes in our character and our personality don't really happen overnight. That's why January the 1st resolutions don't last very long. Who you are in your latter years is who you are in your younger years, only more so. So the person who is mean when they're 40, what does that mean when they turn 85? They'll be even meaner. If somebody whines and complains and is bitter when they're 40, they will have perfected it by the time they turn 85. But the person, the the gentle, sweet, kind, 85-year-old lady who has been in church and faithfully served God is something, you know, when she was 40, I guarantee you she was gentle and kind and sweet then too. And those characteristics just grew deeper and those roots grew stronger. And that character that she began cultivating in her 30s and 40s, was well entrenched by the time she turned 80. That's just the way it is. I heard someone say one time that that what we are when we're old is what we are when we're younger, only more so. And I think of the tree that that as as a child is so easily bent in one direction or the other. And that's why our children need guidance. Just We don't want to break the tree, but we want to gently nurture them and bend them in the direction that will follow and serve and love the Lord. Train them up in the way they should go. Gently train that tree in the proper direction. Because as that tree grows, the roots will grow, the trunk will grow. It will just become more and more strong. 
And over the years, the, tr the direction that tree is bent as it ages will just continue to strengthen and bend in that same direction. So don't think that one day you're going to wake up at 80 and be this giant of the faith that you anticipate and look forward to. You begin doing all the things now that will prepare you for that day, that will get you to where you are. And, and who you are now will be who you will be then, only more so. So begin cultivating that character, that strength, that faith in God today so that that tree will be bending and one day it'll be so strong and so faithful and the roots will be so deep and it'll be bent in the direction toward God. I read across a poem uh, that, uh, that typifies the characteristics that I want to cultivate in my life. It's entitled, I'm Fine. I've read it before. There's nothing whatever the matter with me. I'm just as healthy as I can be. I have arthritis in both my knees. When I talk, I speak with a wheeze. My pulse is weak, my blood is thin, but I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. I think my liver is out of whack. I have a terrible pain in my back. My hearing's poor, my eyes are dim. My everything looks out of trim. The way I stagger sure is a crime. I'm likely to fall most any time, but all things considered, I'm feeling fine. Arch supports I have on both feet or I wouldn't be able to walk down the street. My fingers are ugly, stiff in the joints. My nails are impossible to keep in points. Complexion's bad due to dry skin, but I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. Dentures drive me crazy. I'm restless at night. In the morning, I sure am a sight. Memories failing, heads in a spin. I'm practically living on aspirin, but I'm awfully well for the shape I'm in. Now the moral is this, as this tale we unfold, that for you and for me who are growing old, it's better to say I'm fine with a grin than to tell everyone of the shape we are in. That's the kind of character that takes time to cultivate. It doesn't just develop overnight. But Caleb continued to grow, and his older years became an extension of who he was in his younger years. The third thing I want to point out, and it just really boggles my mind as I read about Caleb, is the fact that he continued to work. When Caleb came to Joshua, if I had been he, I would have said, Joshua, I'm the oldest man here other than you. I have been serving God the longest. I think I deserve the lush green pastures in the valley where I can move in and take my ease and settle down. That's not what Caleb asks for. You see what he says? I am this day 85 years old. I am still as strong as I was in the day that Moses sent me 40 years earlier. So now give me not the lush valley, give me the hill country of which the Lord spoke for you heard on that day how the Anakim were there with great fortified cities that it may be the Lord will be with me and I shall drive them out as the Lord has said. Who are the Anakim? The Anakim were the giants that frightened the children of Israel 40 years ago. Ten of them said, we can't take it. There, there are too many great men there. There are too many strong cities. Caleb said, give me that mountain. 
Give me those people to conquer. Give me those fortified cities because I am trusting that the God who has been with me for the past 40 years will continue to be with me and I'm believing him to claim the promise that he has given to me. The Anakim were the sons of Anak. They were descendants of the Nephilim, the, the race the, where, the, where the angels and the men of earth came and intermarried and they grew great heights and great strength But that did not frighten Caleb at all because he knew God was even bigger than they. He remembered the Lord's promise. And like Caleb had trusted God for 40 years awaiting this promise, faith in this promise that had been given him, that faith just grew deeper and stronger. And I think of that song from Alleluia I love so well. The longer I serve him, the sweeter he grows. And Caleb believed God. And so he desired the most challenging piece of land in the promised land. With the giants residing there in their fortified cities. Because Caleb saw a big God rather than big giants. When we come to a mountain full of giants, don't assume that Senior adults are going to step back and let a younger generation lead the charge. Many senior adults are as strong and vigorous as they ever have been. And let me tell you, our senior adults do those things around the church that no one else really wants to do. They do the hardest work around here. I used to think that retiring meant doing nothing. But now I know retiring means doing what you want to do. And I see so many senior adults around here all throughout the week volunteering, doing things that you would just be amazed that they do. I, I thought uh, a couple weeks ago some senior adults were doing demolition on the uh, kitchen by the Memorial Social Hall. And I had a Friday morning off, and so I thought, you know what, I'm going to go put my jeans on and my shirt and my hat, and I'm going to take a crowbar and a hammer And I'm going to go up there and I'm going to show those senior adults a thing or two. And I came up here and I worked for about 15 minutes and I was near the point of exhaustion. And I was too ashamed and embarrassed to ask for a break. And so, because I just watched those guys working steadily, working steadily. So I found a little something I can do that that wasn't too tiring And I persevered, and I was not going to be the first person to ask for a break, but I was so glad when they said, let's get lunch. And I dragged myself out of here uh, to eat lunch with them. And then some senior adults skipped lunch and just stayed here and, and kept working right through it. And I was amazed at their endurance and their strength and their desire to serve and their love for this church. I wonder if my generation growing up and retiring one day is going to persevere as, as with the commitment and the strength that the senior adults serving our church today obviously are and have. Don't est- underestimate the importance of senior adults and what they can do and the strength that they provide this church family. There's, there's some churches that are all senior adults. There's some churches that are all young adults. Our church has a diversity of, of age Brackets all across the spectrum. And, and that's one reason this church has so, such strength and has, uh, brings so much 
uh, diversity and resources to bear because we have folks all across that, that spectrum, that gamut. And every age group is important, and every age group has things they can do that God has given them. And to the extent that we are faithful and do them, God will continue to bless us. Some senior adults don't have the strength anymore to to be in church or to be up here during the week or to, to be in Sunday school or in the nursery or in the Family Life Center volunteering or doing something. And they are home right now, and they are doing the most important thing of all, and that's praying praying for this church, praying for this church family, praying for the ministries of this church and the testimony that we have in this community and that the gospel of Jesus Christ will be carried out. Praying, a senior adult can do the most important thing of all, wherever they are, watching by television or or throughout the week, and that's to offer their prayers up on behalf of what transpires within these walls. I am so thankful for our senior adults and for what they bring to the table in the ministries of First Baptist Tifton. Let me encourage all of you as you mature, as you grow, continue to, to share and to offer your gifts and abilities and resources and mentor those who are coming along behind you. Continue to grow. Don't ever think that you've Arrived, and you can stop and sit back and fold your arms and take your ease because who you will be in your latter years is exactly who you were in your younger years, only more so. And continue to serve with the resources and the strength and the opportunities that God has given you. Be faithful. If there's nothing you're doing around the church, then you find somebody in your neighborhood. Then you find a child that needs some love or or needs some food or, or someone who needs some encouragement. There are opportunities for ministry all around you. Take advantage of those and do them in the name of the Lord and you'll be blessed. Your testimony of a life lived by faith and a lifelong commitment to God is an inspiration and a challenge to us all. The longer we serve him, the sweeter he grows. Let's bow together. Father, I thank you for our senior adults and for the life of faith that they have lived And in their retirement, how they continue to find avenues of service and do great things among us. I thank you for the commitment and inspiration to us that they have provided and the bar that they have set so high that would challenge us to reach and grow and strive to do our best to love you to tell others about you and to love one another help us be faithful and one day be the senior adults that younger generations will look up to and aspire to and continue to 